We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. All these guys, I mean, it's every time. You know, you get the big-name athlete to do a radio tour, and... Tyler. Tyler was the guy. Of course it was Tyler. Let me handle this, Terrell. Yeah, he gets on the phone and just starts spewing a bunch of stuff. No Mm -hmm. one wants to hear uh, but, you know, you get this big-name athlete does his radio tour. You give him these talking points. They they just want to get paid. They don't care. It's easy money for them. Right. And and it's not a big deal if the thing doesn't sell to them. So they have no idea what the hell they're doing. <laughs> they're answering sports questions. And when they have an opportunity to talk about the product, that's what you get. You get the whole, well, you have mm-hmm. it. And it's a blue, and it's, it's well, great, I man. It's new. It's technology. Study the product before you do that. It's technology. All right, before we get into the college football, the show has to stop for this man who's on the phone because he does not call that frequently. And when he does, Uh-oh. we just need we need to hear him. That's the way it goes. He's a man that needs to be heard. And that's the great Kevin in Youngstown on CBS Sports Radio. Kevin, what is happening? Hey, good morning, gentlemen. <laughs> there he is. Oh, What's man. up, man? Yeah, can you dig it? Uh, I know you guys want to talk college football, but uh, I just want to agree with you, and I hope you're right. I want the Indians to lose. Why? Because uh, uh, when you go for those individual streets, like uh, I don't really don't say their name around here, but the Golden State Warriors, Seattle Mariners, said it, 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 the season go wrong after that. Mm. So let them lose. Mm-hmm. It's, a, it's not a bad point if you're going to go to those two examples. Well, that's kind of like the example when you have an NFL team that are undefeated and they should lose one. That'll help them go no, into the playoffs. It's, oh, it's a little yeah. different because, well, it's a little different here, I think, because the NFL is so think, few games, it, right? You know? And the focus goes the wrong way. But other than that, life's great here in Cleveland. The Indians are hot. The Browns stumbled up and found the quarterback. Yeah. And my ex-wife lives in Florida. So <laughs> oh, jeez. Like, <laughs> I mean, that's just... Oh, yeah? What's her name? <laughs> uh, we don't say that too brown history, but either. But <laughs> <laughs> oh, Kevin. You're the best, man. All right? Call us again soon, hey, man, will you? Thanks for taking my call. Oh, of course. We're always. always. You're always crazy. Take your call, man. You're gonna, yeah. You're those gonna, pipes. You're going to jump to the front every time, Kevin and Youngstown. I mean, you want to bring up those two examples? Sure. I mean, it makes sense in, in relative nature to those, but yeah, I, I don't love the argument of uh, you want to see them lose. I mean, I guess if you think about probability, though, I mean, it, as long as they they'll lose at some point, they're not going to go through the playoffs undefeated. I mean, at some point, they're going to lose it. You'll be able to get I that. I don't know. I don't know. You think Buck Farmer can do it today? I don't know. I'm not so sure. It's not think. I know. You Buck know Farmer's Buck gonna, Farmer's going to Buck Fa- mow watch, them down. Watch Buck Farmer. That sounds like a porn name. <laughs> You're that Ted Cruz, Buck Farmer. Wait, what was what was the story you just telling me about someone's looking up an athlete and all of a sudden they found Oh, the... Austin Wolf. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I think he plays for Akron trying to find out what his injury was and Ooh. spelled Wolf wrong and <laughs> wrong thing came up. You got somebody else. Yeah. Didn't you? Got a Wolf. <laughs> uh, yeah. Isn't that great? That just happened. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's what you get yeah. for <laughs> if, if you have it, then you have it. Naturally. That's what Josh McCown was warning against. You get on the internets and you get to right. typing in stuff and you like, whoa, how did I get here? Yeah, what is this? Yes. Who am I? 
Who is this wolf? <laughs> my terrible person. Yeah. For looking at all Not this. your fault. Yeah. Now, if you stay there too long, it's your fault. I guess so. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's, all, it's all about the, the in and the out, right? Yeah. It's all, I'm not whoa, supposed to be whoa. here. Turn around, close uh, the door. No pun intended. Yeah, though. sure. Yeah. Uh, uh, so, uh, a lot of panic happening in college football right now. It always happens at the beginning of a season. Everybody's got high hopes. If you're a top 25 team, especially if you're a top 10 or top 15 team, I mean, you think you're never going to lose. You know, you look at the mm-hmm. schedule, you look at a couple games, we could lose air, we could lose air, but we're going to go undefeated. So when these teams do lose early on, then it's a crushing blow. And generally, it works out that way. I mean, you don't, there's a couple of teams that have that one loss and then go on great runs and get into the playoff. Fine. There's a couple of teams with two losses with a ridiculous schedule that get consideration by the college football playoff. But generally, it's not something that's going to happen. So, yeah, I mean, there's panic. There's real panic. And and, and there's sometimes overhyped panic. There's an overreaction. I mean, we, we discussed Notre Dame yesterday. And, yes, you can be upset with Brian Kelly and the tact he took with the reporter. And I'm wondering if there's a history there. Yes, he was frustrated. And you look at the track record the last – 10 games versus ranked opponents of 1-9, and nine, and, and you compare his track record with past coaches there, and, and he's won about 28% of the games versus top five uh, opponents, and I think it's right at 40-something percent versus top 25 uh, uh, opponents. So, yes, it's meager as you look at t- today. But I think this is a better team than he had last year. Georgia didn't put twenty, uh, excuse me, fifty on them like Longhorns did last year, and and, and that was a mirage. Neither team was any good, uh, so I think you could you got something you can believe in, and I think they beat Boston College. We played last night on Inside College Football. Aaron Taylor back in '93 was on the the Notre Dame team that beat Florida State, and all those great players they had like Derek Brooks. And next week they lose to Boston College, huge upset. I don't think that happens here. I think this is a different football team. You look at their defense. I liked how uh, they played. Uh, they got punched in the mouth the first run. We went went for about twenty five thirty yards for Georgia, and they punched back. Now offensively. Uh, I question why you're trying to go sideways when you should be going north and south against a speedy, fast Georgia defense. And so, you know, your strategy there, uh, that kind of uh, uh, mind-boggling. And also, who else is going to step up? They took Equinemia St. Brown out of this ball game. He had one reception. Uh, so someone else has to step up, whether it's Chris Fink, you know, tight end, someone else has to emerge as a playmaker on that offense. And they, that hasn't happened yet. So, Hopefully they get that straightened out. But I like this Notre Dame team. I think they got a defense that can fly around. Uh, they played hard. And they only lost by one point. And Godwin, who caught the incredible touchdown, it was an incredible catch. He had to go up and make a hell of a play. And I don't know the name but why aren't we making that play? Yes, someone has to start making those plays for you. But look at the catch the dude had to make to beat you. I mean, it was so acrobatic. At the very best, I think Notre Dame goes 9-3. and three. I think They take it. I think at the very best, I think that they're going to lose to USC. Mm-hmm. I think they're going to lose two out of three out of these three road games at Michigan State, at Miami, at Stanford. They're going to lose two out of those three. So, and that's that's the very best. Now, it could mm-hmm. go completely off the rails. We've seen that. I don't expect it to. But you think that nine and three Notre Dame fans will be happy with nine and three and better Brian, than four and eight? Well, well, no, you know what? They better take it. Yeah. And you've got a, a young quarterback, first-time starter quarterback. Uh, I shouldn't say young, but a first-time starter. So, uh, yeah, 
they they should take nine and three and didn't get to a bowl game. A lot of people have them going six and six. We did our preview show. Gary Daniels said, I think they go six and six. Hmm. I take nine and three. I think this is a different football team. And Ohio State doesn't play anybody for a long time. Now, I don't know when Maryland's going to be by October 7th, but, you know, after the first two games, you know, in Indiana, they are what they are. Of course, Oklahoma and the, and the loss that they had. Now they've got Army, UNLV, at Rutgers, and then home to Maryland. Now, Maryland with an impressive start, yep. but, but I don't know what they're going to be. And then at Nebraska – and then you've got Penn State at home on on the twenty eighth. But I mean that that's a team that we're not going to talk about them for a month because unless something goes horribly right, wrong, right? But but this is what happens with teams. It's like all of a sudden, oh, I guess Ohio State's won by a thousand the last couple of weeks, and now you know that that's one thing about the college football scheduling that 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 is just tough for me is that when you schedule one of these big games early, I mean, there's always inevitably this lull in the schedule where, like, a team is just non-existent in the national landscape for, like, a month. And that's what Ohio and, State's going to be. Unless, well, I, I would say in the East, you got some competition. Right now it's the three M's, Michigan State, Michigan, uh, Maryland, and, and Penn State. Uh, they're all 2-0. and oh. And Ohio State, of course, is 1-1. One and one. And so they got some big games that will emerge. But right now for the next couple weeks, you're correct. Uh, you look at the SEC West, it seems like each and every week there's a huge ball game. Well, so, yeah, they've got a Mercer sprinkled in there. Which Auburn's well. got this week. They've yeah, got Mercer. They, which they need after that yeah. beating their offensive line took. Uh, that was embarrassing, giving up 11 sacks uh, to, to Clemson. And, and, by the way, Kent State didn't give up any sacks to Clemson. Uh, so that's even more hurtful if you're an Auburn Tiger. But I think Auburn still has – a championship caliber defense. As I said yesterday, I feel the same way about Auburn's uh, D as I do Florida State's D, and they lost their first ball game, of course, to Alabama. So get that offense straight, get them, get some better protection. I think Auburn's right back in this thing, but that West is going to be, uh, as it always is, very tough. You got M- Mississippi State and LSU going at it uh, this week, and, and Ole Miss sitting there undefeated, and Shea Patterson setting all types of record. Uh, as the starting quarterback there. They've got a tough one on the road versus Cal. So a uh, long season to play out. But the overreaction now at Ohio State is, should the backup quarterback, uh, this Haskin kid, should he be the, the starting quarterback? Well, you're not going to know, but that that's the problem with the, the way their schedule lays out is how the hell are you going to even know? Well, everyone's blaming it, everything on, on JT Barrett. And it's obvious JT Barrett is not comfortable in this offense. Well, he's looked like he's not comfortable. He's been timid. Uh, and, and you saw that again versus Oklahoma's defense. I would like to give Oklahoma's defense a lot of the credit for making them look timid. Uh, they were the only question mark coming into this ballgame. We knew Baker Mayfield could do what he did, and you knew Ohio State had a hell of a defense, and they had a pretty good running game with this freshman now, Dobbins, and, and Mike Weber, who was back in the fold. But the Oklahoma defense, that was still a question mark, and they showed up and, and showed out. So I give them a lot of uh, uh, Credit, but that being said, JT Barrett ended last year didn't look great. This offense, go back to what he was doing when he was a Heisman favorite. Right. I mean, that's What's so hard about that. It doesn't seem that hard. But if he does struggle in this stretch here, Army, UNLV, Rutgers, if you see him. Didn't Rutgers just. Who beat Rutgers? Somebody that shouldn't have beaten Rutgers. <laughs> I mean, beat Rutgers. Yeah. I couldn't believe that. I. My, Rutgers is so far off my radar. Well, it was a that, this Connecticut is, State or something. They, they had uh, probably Central Connecticut State could have been them. Could have been Southern Connecticut State. <laughs> Pick one, right? Could uh, east, uh, it was Eastern Michigan. Eastern Michigan. Yeah, like, Rutgers. Come on, you look like you turned a corner versus Washington. 
And then you lose to Eastern Michigan. Yeah, at home. Yeah, yeah. that's right. Uh, <laughs> oh, come on, man. <laughs> at the, wow. the great uh, High Point Solution Stadium in Piscataway. Yeah. yeah. The great – I mean, that stretch that they had last year with those losses to Michigan and Ohio State. I mean, that – and Penn State. I mean, that was some of the greatest stuff I've ever seen. Yeah. I mean, you want to talk about not belonging. Uh, you feel bad for Chris Ash. And no, you don't. He I, took the gig. No, I do. Because Why? he's he's going to get fired and he's a good coach. Uh, I'll give him two more years. And he can't win there. Can't win there. It Shiano was, won there, man. You can win there. But Shiano won there in the Big East. Oh, that's true. You're not going to win now. <laughs> it was 58 nothing and 78 nothing yeah. back-to-back. <laughs> yeah. Come on, they'll be all right. Look at Maryland. Oh, stop. Look at Maryland, man. Setting all type of records. First time in 54, he scored 63 points. First time ever, ever, they open a season with 50-plus right. points. Okay. Come on, well, in two give, games. You're giving me the outlier in a good conference, for sure. But mm-hmm. uh, this, Well, the East is going to be a mess in, in the Big Ten. Yeah. I mean, like, all those teams I just mentioned, uh, and Ohio State, everyone thought it was fait accompli. They would win it, and I just don't see that happening. They, they can come back. They got a hell of a defense. Uh, secondary was challenged versus Baker Mayfield because he can extend plays. Who else can do that? You know, maybe this Kasim Hill, who's new starting quarterback in Maryland, went 11 for 11, uh, started out the game 11 for 11 in, in, in his first start. Uh, maybe uh, he can be the, the answer and, and, and can put some uh, some fear into that secondary. But I like Trace McSorley and Saquon Barkley and what they're doing. And <laughs> James Franklin said, oh, it's just beating Pitt like Akron. Yeah, yeah. yeah you're right, poking, uh, poking the, the Pitt fans. So uh, that's going to be fun to watch, see how that materializes. Uh, but uh, – this overreaction with the quarterback situation, you know, it seems like anytime you're talking about these big time programs, the backup quarterback's always the crowd favorite uh, if, if the, the starter is not getting it done. And I just don't put the lying share of the problems on JT Barrett. Jim Harbaugh and his Michigan Wolverines are going to be featured in a season-long Amazon Prime documentary, sort of like we see with Hard Knocks mm-hmm. and we've seen Showtime do with Notre Dame and Florida State. Yeah, I, Who do they I, have this year? Oh, they have Navy. Yeah, Navy. Does. Yeah. Ken Niamatololo. Yeah, Niamatololo. Yep. <laughs> Pretty easy, man. It is now. Yeah. I mean, after after you get it once, you get it. Uh, Harbaugh's one I'd watch. I, I, I definitely watch him. You know, I, I think that because I have a little bit of fatigue with some of these shows, and I think it's because Hard Knocks just follows the same script every single year. Like, I didn't even finish watching Hard Knocks this year, which, and I didn't do it last year either. I watched the first couple of episodes. It's just the same damn thing. Mm-hmm. And if there's anything interesting that happens on Hard Knocks, it shows up on all the sports websites that we look at every morning. So, and then you then you watch it and you're like, oh, okay, cool. I mean, that's now I saw it. But it's just the same damn story. Now, the last chance you, that was a different thing for me because that's there's just more drama there. Mm-hmm. There's more on the line. Uh, but with Harbaugh, he's such a star and he's such a personality that that's one I would definitely I would definitely make carve out some he's time so to watch. He's so quirky. Yeah. That's the other adjective. Well, yeah, I mean, but he's got all the makings of, of just he's just he's got that gravitas, mm-hmm. if you will. I'll lay down and bleed a while and then I'll rise to fight again. Yeah. Yes, <laughs> you will rise. <laughs> Talk about anxiety and hard. You're like, there's nothing in here. There's nothing in here. I don't get excited or, or, or nervous. I think he was talking about nerves. His players having nerves uh, prior to a game. Yeah, he's quirky, man. It'll be, I guess it'll be interesting to see him in his khakis. Well, you're not going to watch anything, so huh? it, doesn't, it doesn't matter. I watch those shows. You don't watch anything. Well, I try. What's I'm what studying it? all the time. I have one day off a week this you, time of year. I'm studying. This time of year? You know how much other time of year you have? 
I mean, what are we talking? Three months? Four. Four months? Yes. And the other eight, your excuse is what? I'm working all the time. Oh, you are. And I'm... Working all the time. I'm Jamaican. I got eight jobs, man. Yeah, well, no. You you show up here, you go to yoga, and you don't watch television. <laughs> you go after something else. What? <laughs> That's what you do. That's stand for the U. It's a lot of chasing. That's what you do. All right. That is so untrue. No, it's true. It's 100%. I'm going to watch Amazon. How do you get there? You have to download like <laughs> Exactly. Never mind. Just stop. I haven't even watched the Netflix. All right. I have to figure that out first. What in-studio guest that was just here within the last month who hasn't played in years and years and years is going to come back out of retirement? Think about it. Mm. We'll come back and tell you. You're listening to Gio and Jones on CBS Sports Radio. Republican Pete's not here. Oh, where is... uh? I mean, yeah, him. <laughs> I guess he taught his class last night. He's a teacher now. Oh! Our board operator now teaches a media class. Oof. Uh, it's it's uh, how to stall in your career 101. So it wore him out like the wrestling does? So. No. Yeah, I guess so. I guess it's, I guess it's late. No, uh, I, that apparently was not the reason. Oh, really? Yeah, but he won't tell me why. This is, this is prime Pete on Monday afternoon <laughs> as we are... Traveling back to Long Island, he goes, Bogish, I'm not in on Wednesday. Okay. Got to take care of a few things. Okay. okay. What? Just a few things. Okay. And, you know, he's doing his normal hand gesture. <laughs> such a weirdo. But it's like, why announce it with the cryptic? Just I'm don't show you. up Wednesday. He's probably like the leader or one of the leaders of MS-13. Like he's got it there. There has to be something. There's got to be something going on there. He's not jumping in new members today, running around, (laughs) beating them up. He's a mole. Just cutting logos into arms with switchblades. The cat you don't suspect, right? There's got to be. He doesn't tell us what he's doing. Yeah. And you don't see anybody else that looks like him. So, you know, it's got to be. They recruited the hell out of him. (laughs) No one ever suspect. It's Pete. It was the greatest image ever. Like, how much money do you think it would take for us to dress Pete up like the It clown? Oh, I love it. Oh, I love it. He's from Area 51. So this... How much do you think it would take? We'd put the wig on. Oh, let's do it. I think he's actually the clown. I got five on it. <laughs> Do you think we could do that? I, let's do it. <laughs> no. <laughs> because he would never, ever, ever, ever agree to it. You'd have there's to drug always, him. It's always a price, especially with that guy. I mean, yeah. This, this, <laughs> he can buy a new parachute. I mean, no, I'd have to chloroform him like from behind, put the white towel over his face. He can buy a new windbreaker. Didn't Who he like, rip you off for 50 bucks or something? Like, isn't he like sneaky? There's, a, there's an Uber receipt. In, yeah. Right? <laughs> in he's this guy's yeah. sneaky as hell, man. He, he steals food from that place where you weigh the trays for the food. He, he ripped off bogus shade. He took an Uber. Allegedly. Speaking of food, you guys will love this. So, because you know, I, I abhor wasting food, yeah. right? Mm. So they film all these shows, Harry Show and these other shows over at CBS Broadcast Center. So <laughs> they have this lady that comes and cooks. Yeah, this movable stove. And sometimes it's in the hallway. And you just, last, yesterday, I know you love it now. They had Gladys Knight. Remember Gladys Knight oh, and the Pips? That's right. I thought yeah. the Pips were, were, were women. Mm-hmm. So she has a restaurant down in Atlanta and famous for 
sweet potato pie and all that. I think they sell it at Walmart or something. It's huge. Anyway, so she was on the show cooking. So they had all this food. They were just wasting pork chops and stuff and rice. and They were just leaving it out there. I said, man, bag, <laughs> bag it up, and I'm going to take it home with me. So that's exactly what I did. <laughs> Why would they waste all that food? Wait, how much food did you take? Oh, with? I took about five pork chops. <laughs> at least five, yeah. Last what's that? You can take the hood out of the <laughs> guy, or the, what's that phrase? <laughs> you, you can take that? him out of the ghetto. You can't take the ghetto <laughs> out of there. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, you would just leave that food there, wasting away. No, I take it too. Right? Of course I would. I'm not saying and that I'd be a, any different. I'm saying yeah. you can apply that to well, anybody. Give me a Ziploc bag and I'll take it. You can't waste food like that. Wrap it up in some newspaper. Whatever. Yeah, I'm gonna wear that out today. Wear it inside. Like your shirt, like create, create like a little thing in your shirt. You don't My care about, yeah, your little. You don't care about the barbecue sauce on it. You like just, Dan Eckhart trading plays with me, Santa Claus. <laughs> Put a little hair off the salmon. Right. Stuffing spare ribs in your back pocket. Man, they do that all. Says, no, I'm taking this food today. Your kids, stop wasting food. I mean, just perfectly yeah. good pork chops. And I'm glad that you ate it. You like give it is. to like a shelter, right? Some, some guys been wearing the same shirt since '03, dragging his leg behind him with, well, one, with it. one saw coney on. One spot bill. You're taking his food. Well, if, if I had seen that person, I would have handed it to them. If they'd been outside the studio. At 9 o'clock last night, I would have handed it to them. Show some respect. I do, Sergio. A picture you taking a pork chop out from under your shirt and throwing it at him like a frisbee. Here you go, man. You don't got to say thank you. If I've seen it, person, yes. No problem. I'm a giver. Oh, boy. Sometimes a taker. Okay. Andrew All Bogish right. has got a sports Quit update. Quit making fun of Pete, yo. <laughs> oh, yeah, that. <laughs> we get it. Area 51. <laughs> Just picture, you got, use your magic. Picture him running the board as the it clown. <laughs> <laughs> Let's do it. Is that not? We're going to die, clown! <laughs> Think about it back there. <laughs> Firing the rejoin beds. <laughs> with, like, the big ruffled shirt. <laughs> and the hair. And like saying, uh, Live Nation here, guys. <laughs> <laughs> Come on. You couldn't last three hours. No shot. No shot. <laughs> we couldn't last three minutes. <laughs> Let alone three hours. Uh, uh, all right. We got to get him to do Ask that. Ask the pros, please. <laughs> <laughs> How much are you willing to pay? Um... Well, you know, it was funny. There was a guy I worked with in Pittsburgh I really wanted to see in drag because I thought it would be the funniest thing ever because he looked like an old woman. And I actually got that to happen. We did a a, uh, a charity event and for um, it was Breast Cancer Awareness, mm-hmm. and we all dressed up in drag yeah. for that. So if there's some way we could do it where it's like a team thing, he'll probably do it. But we'd have to trick him. <laughs> we're all going to come in in costumes for Halloween, and he shows up at the It Clown, and we're just wearing our normal clothes. Uh, I'd put in, I'd put in a hundred dollars. I would too. hundred bucks. Oh my God. That'd be amazing. Let's do it. Bogus in for a hundred. All right. That's 300. I found the costume online for (laughs) 170 bucks. Okay. Well, oh, we can call those people in Topeka that bought all those costumes on my (laughs) credit card. Yeah. Oh no. They were just online. Uh, It was the pay less in Topeka. How much you in for Mike? Whatever it takes. (laughs) 
Right, here's sixty-two dollars on eBay. That's the attitude. All right, you keep looking. At that. Yeah, get us a discount. He'll man. do it for three hundred bucks. That oh, cheap yeah, bastard. Yeah, He'll do anything for three hundred bucks. Just have to find the right size here. <laughs> All we right, could probably book. save some money. And get the the CBS Sports Network makeup person to yeah, do the, right. the face for us. That's right? true. Uh, and yeah. I'm, I'm sure we can wait till after Halloween too, and then those costumes no, are discount. just discounted. Yeah. It doesn't have to be Halloween. We just yeah, want let's them be in. cheap. Yeah, let's let's well, yeah, and it's radio, man. There's no budget. Right. We gotta think like right. that. Think like an exact. He doesn't need the whole costume. He just needs the Afro puffs on the side and the, and the makeup. That's it. That's enough. Yeah. I mean, what he wears, is like, I need the whole costume. Because no, if you look at the, if you look at the it clown, he's got that like the ruffles right. around his neck. Okay, get I, that. I, need, I need that. Get the collar and that, that windbreaker. That windbreaker is a clown suit. Give him enough time, he could probably grow the side hair. Pete, start allowing your hair to grow. <laughs> Have Sampaio shave it again. Uh, she's uh, done with us, man. Yeah, she's Sarah We're going to have some more models in here, dude. He's trying. He does try. He does try. It just uh. doesn't happen anymore. All right, we got to get this update. So, Bogus, go ahead. A significant win for the Dodgers last night in San Francisco. They just didn't know how significant. Jansen on 0-2. Hundley swung on and missed strike three. The losing streak is over. The magic number is down to eight. The Dodger lead over the Nationals, four and a half. As the Dodgers beat the Giants tonight, five to three, first win since the first day of September. You'll notice that Charlie Steiner didn't mention clinching a playoff spot with a five-three victory. That's because the Dodgers didn't know they did that. The initial playoff update from MLB headquarters during the afternoon said LA could clinch if the Cubs or Brewers lost, but neither did. So the Dodgers thought they had to wait another day. But sometime last night, that computer spit out another scenario which got them the playoff spot for the fifth straight campaign. The Indians, meanwhile, still haven't lost since August 23rd. 20 straight victories after being the Tigers' 2-0 Cleveland time, the 2002 A's for the longest run in AL history. The Rays and Yankees continuing their series in Queens, not Tampa, because of Hurricane Irma. The home team got this one. First pitch on its way to Echeverria. Here's a swing and a high fly ball. Deep left field. Gardner going back to the wall. Go! It's a guardy party. That's Dave Willis and John Sterling on Rays Radio. Denny Echeverria's eighth inning solo shot got Tampa a 2-1 win. The Rays stay four games behind the Twins for the second AL wildcard. The Rockies now three games behind the Diamondbacks for the NL wildcard lead after their second win in Arizona in as many nights. This one 4-2. Carlos Gonzalez a pair of two-run homers, and the Nats lost to the Braves 8 nothing. but Washington starter Gio Gonzalez doesn't care. His first out of the night gave him 180 innings pitched this season, which triggered his $12 million option for next season. The Arizona Cardinals re-signing veteran running back Chris Johnson after losing David Johnson to left wrist surgery. They hope to have David healthy by Christmas, and maybe Danica Patrick about to stop doing this. <laughs> Danica will not drive for Stuart Haas Racing next season because there's no lead sponsor for her car. This might be, might be, might be the end of her NASCAR career. All right, thanks, Bogus. Quickly, because we have to get to Will Brinson of CBS Sports to talk some NFL because I blew the tease before. Stefan Marbury was that in-studio guest who wants to come back and play in the NBA when... His China League season is over in March. He hasn't been in the NBA since 2009. So he lied to us. Yep, he did. He sat here and told us that he doesn't want to come back. That's home for him. 
China, the, the way he gets treated there, he's got his own Hall of Fame. Why would he come back here? And for some reason, he's changed. Maybe it was because of us and how welcoming we were and how positive we were with mm. Stephon Marbury. He's like, oh, some good people here, so maybe huh. I'll do that. Um, so Stephon Marbury, I like the guy. He's not going to have any success with his comeback, but I wish him the best of luck. There Will Brinson go. next. Follow us on Twitter at Geo and Jones. What's up, fellas? I like me in the uh, opening act for uh, Ladadian Tomlinson. Yeah. Cool. <laughs> um, but you know what? You know what's funny is um, in between this radio spot and your radio spot with Ladadian Tomlinson, I'm interviewing Ladadian Tomlinson. Oh wow! Look at that Damn. synergy. <laughs> yeah. Tremendous. Um, you, you got any good questions? I should ask him. I haven't really. I was, was going to ask you to leave some meat <laughs> on the bone for us. <laughs> We're doing it for our podcast, which is this is just an l- elaborate way to plug my podcast. But it's the uh, the Pick Six podcast with me and Nick Costas, Jason Lockerford, Pete Prisco, three times a week. Great football information, snarky commentary, uh, stories about um, tailgates that I tell and other debauchery. So it's, you should check it out on iTunes and subscribe. Well, as uh, tell Pete Prisco, I said hello. He loves me. And ask him what the hell happened to his Arizona State Sun Devils last weekend. They got their arses whipped. Yeah, and Nick- I will point out. Do you, you know, you know. Actually, you want to hear a funny Pete story? Sure, that, go ahead. Uh, that this is an example of what you might hear on that very podcast. We're at the um, uh, at the um, combine last year in Indy, and Pete and I are at Elmo's meeting somebody for dinner, and we spot Ray Anderson, who's the former uh, NFL, uh, you know. NFL VP of football operations and all that, and he left the NFL to go be the Arizona State athletic director. Mm-hmm. Pete walks, Pete walks through to Ray. He goes, "Ray, we gotta start cheating, man." He's like, "We gotta start paying these players." Ray's <laughs> <laughs> like, like, "What are you doing?" <laughs> He's not wrong. Though. At least don't say it out loud. Yeah, right. <laughs> Come on, man. <laughs> Hey, just make a silent donation, Pete. Um, yeah, it was, it was pretty funny. Welcome to Play It, a new podcast network featuring radio and TV personalities talking business, sports, tech, entertainment, and more. Play it at play.it. So this David Johnson injury isn't good for anybody, and the Arizona Cardinals offense looked terrible on Sunday. Uh, is there any way that this offense can come close to replacing the production that they got from their all-around star running back? Uh, no. I mean, no, they can't. You know, David Johnson is, uh, is is pretty close to irreplaceable, you know, not just because he's a really good player, but also because his skill set and, the, and the, the percentage of touches that he gets and the way that he operates in that offense make him virtually impossible to replace. You know, there, there's probably one other guy in the NFL, and that's Le'Veon Bell, that I think actually rep- could replace him from a skill set perspective. And that, you know, that's a, you know, a, a guy who can run between the tackles, who can also line out wide, you know, catch 60 balls. David Johnson was shooting for a thousand, receiving a thousand rushing this year. You know, he's explosive, a home run hitter. You know, can grind out yards in the tackles and, and also, you know, just catch tons of balls. And you just can't replace that. I mean, it's, you know, it, it, it just doesn't exist. And I, I think for the Cardinals, uh, he, you know, he, he counted for like 40% of their offense last year. So <laughs> they're really going to struggle to replace him. Kerwin Williams is a pretty nice player, looked good in the preseason. I, I actually remember making a note saying I should draft this guy late in fantasy rounds and then, um, 
Yeah, start drinking beer and fancy draft. <laughs> yeah, um, I think they do draft in Kermit instead of Kermit. Right, 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 right. <laughs> yeah. they're, they're, they're not, I have like Chad Williams on my roster. He's actually a receiver for the for the Cardinals too. But um, you know, I, I think they can. I mean, the good news for Arizona, I guess, is that Seattle's not quite as good as they, we thought they might be. That offensive line is going to be a problem. Defensively, they're good. 49ers look like they might be less frisky than I anticipated. And um, I think the Rams are pretty good, but we don't really know because they played against uh, the Colts. But you saw what happened. Look, the Cardinals were up, I think, 17 to 14 or 17 to 15. Should have been up more. And then David Johnson gets hurt and the game plan craters. Now, Bruce Arians is a smart dude. He has a wealth of experience coaching up you know, teams in, in, in tough situations. And he'll figure something out, and they'll, they won't. They won't be. You know, this isn't going to be a bottom of the bottom of the barrel NFL team. But but they're no. You can't replace what he does. Offensive line. You mentioned Seattle. Has have they gone the wrong way? They've always taken the unconventional route as far as amassing an offensive line. It seems here lately, they go get guys who are on the defensive line, make them offensive linemen. They get basketball players, make them offensive linemen. And it seems as though already first game of the season. Russell Wilson is shell-shocked. I mean, he's panicking back there. He's leaving the pocket when it's clean. I understand why. They're getting back there hitting him early in Austin versus Green Bay. So is Seattle going to be able to overcome this? I think it's going to be tough. I mean, you know, because there's not like, – you can't run out to the garden and, and you know, tap on the tackle tree and, and have a, hope a couple fall out and, you know, plug them into the, the roster. I mean, it's, you know, it's a – you can, you just can't you don't have the option to to do that. I mean, if you want to if you want to get better on the offensive line, you almost have to trade somebody. But where you know what are you going to give up and you know where are you going to find a tackle who can just jump in mid season? Well, they thought Luke Joker could do that, and of course he did nothing when he was down there in Jacksonville. Yeah, I can't believe the guy that the Jaguars didn't want is mm-hmm. not working out for the for the Seahawks. Uh, yeah, is it, and this is and remember too. This is sort of an epidemic going around the league. There are a bunch of contenders in the NFL right now who have bad offensive lines between the Texans, Giants, and Seahawks, who stand out very prominently. I think this is going to be an issue for Seattle, and it, it's not just an issue because it's going to get Russell Wilson hurt the way it did last year when he when Donald Kinsu stepped on him. It's also an issue because now all of a sudden your offense is is kind of one dimensional and in a way you don't want it to be. You know, if you could run the ball, like if you had a bunch of guys who couldn't pass protect but were physical up front, remember like you know, they had J.R. Sweezy at, at guard who was a defensive tackle out of, right. out of NC State. You know what I mean? He, was at, like, he wasn't some pass-blocking savant, but he was at least a brute in the run game. You know, you could at least run the ball effectively. Now they can't do either. I mean, Russell was their leading rusher. Chris Carson had six carries for 39 yards after that. Eddie Lacy went five carries for three yards and looked washed. I, it's going to be a problem for them offensively. Their defense is good enough to win games, but it's, it's tough to see them scoring, you know, 21 to 28 points a game. Gio and Jones with Will Brinson of CBS Sports. Check out the Pick 6 podcast that he does with Pete Prisco, Nick Costos, and others. And I, I think that I've, I've learned by now not to get ahead of myself with the Minnesota Vikings. That was a tremendous performance, a great night for them. They have the Randy Moss Ring of Honor thing. Sam Bradford plays out of his mind. Uh, why or why not can this Minnesota Vikings team contend uh, for that NFC North against the Green Bay Packers and, and Lions? Well, I would say the why is, and we also had Stefan Diggs. We talked to him uh, 
this this upcoming episode for that very podcast. Um, but he's one of the reasons why. And Adam Thielen and Kyle Rudolph and Dalvin Cook, who is a special special player. I love watching Dalvin Cook run. When he you watch him turn the corner, and it's just like this this like just it's just in motion. Is a perfect acceleration that he has when he gets around the corner and starts to starts to try to hit a home run, and he did it on that last run he had where he broke Adrian Peterson's um, Vikings rookie rushing record for for a debut with Adrian Peterson on the sideline. The offense is just going to be a lot better, you know, because of because of the way that these weapons have developed. And, and Sam Bradford, you know, he got credit for a pretty good season last year. I don't think he got enough credit for. Coming over basically the day, you know, the week before the season started in that trade from Philly, and he, he, you know, Pat Shermer's his guy, and they've got an offense that appears he appears comfortable with. He said, I mean, he was he was taking some shots and throwing the ball downfield and not caving under pressure and and, and making some big boy throws on, on Monday night. I think the one thing you have to worry about is that Bradford did kind of you know, lost in all this is that he did take a lot of shots and he did it from a New Orleans defense that isn't very good. So you, you wonder how, how really improved is that offensive line with Riley Rice and Mike Rimmers there if, if New Orleans is constantly getting to Sam Bradford. I think that's one of the big red flags. Defensively, this team is loaded. You know, To me, they're clearly the second-best team in that division, and I, I already kind of regret not having them as a, as a wild-card team coming into the year because I, I think I think they'll be good enough to make the playoffs. I do think you see a little bit of a market correction on the offense, though, just because they, they were the team they were playing is, is – trash on defense well you you look at minnesota offensively they've always been trying to replace a, a randy moss and that's difficult to do of course he just went into their ring of honor but you had cordero patterson and now he's with the raiders uh you bring in laquan treadwell uh but it seems as though stefan diggs a guy who was supposed to go to usc ended up in maryland and he looks the part looks like he can be that consistent number one wide receiver you see it the same way yeah i do and I mean, look, he, you know, he high point balls. He's, you know, posting dudes up in the end zone. He, you know, he got, well, I mean, I don't know how much credit you give him for that play action pass on the touchdown. The first one he caught, I mean, he ran a great route, but mm-hmm. the, the Saints defender is like, like, just like basically curled around the corner, you know, staring at Sam Bradford. Bradford's not even trying to fake the ball. Like, he's, he's got it in his other hand. He's showing the Saints defender the ball, and he's still fit on the play action fake. Um, but yeah, I mean Diggs, Diggs is a, a great route runner, physical, can attack the you know high points of ball and all that. I think he's the number one. I think Adam Thielen's not that. I mean, they, this is to me the easily the most underrated group of pass catchers in the NFL between Thielen, Diggs, and Kyle Rudolph. I mean, I think those guys, if you gave them different names, people would be like, well, these guys might be one of the five best wide receiver or you know pass catching groups in the NFL. Um, but yeah, I think Diggs qualifies, and I think they all slot out in a nice way. And then maybe, maybe Treadwell. I, don't, I bet he doesn't do much this year, but you know, maybe he comes along in the next year and he can actually put up some numbers, especially in the red zone. I know the Colts are arguably the worst team in the NFL. I mean, the Jets are definitely that team, but the Colts might end up being worse, especially if Andrew Luck doesn't come back sooner than later. But the Rams were still pretty damn good in that game. Uh, what'd you like from them on Sunday? A lot, you know. Look, you, look, the Rams defensively, they got all over them, and that was without Aaron Donald. Two pick sixes. Scott Polzine handed them out like it was Halloween, early, you know, Halloween a month early. Uh, I think that the you know when you look at what Jared Goff did, and again, it's just it's so hard to 
it's so hard to you don't want to overreact because the Colts really are the Colts are terrible. And I mean they, they really might be worse than the Jets when it's all said and done. Although luck should win them enough games if they don't have the number one pick. You know, I think the when you watch the when you watch what Jared Goff did, I, I think according to Pro Football Focus, last year he was four of seventeen on targets twenty plus yards down the field. And then on Sunday he completed four passes, all four of his passes down the field, 20-plus yards, including a touchdown. Sean McVay is just going to put him in a better better position to succeed. He's going to have way more opportunities to, to put up numbers in the passing game. And, and like, I remember watching I was, before the season, I was going, I did a piece on golf, golf, and I went back and watched some, some Rams tape from last year, and they had a third and two against the Saints where they ran – to 15, like they had wide receivers run two 15 yard out patterns or comeback patterns. And it's like, what are you doing? Like, you need two yards. Why are you making this rookie quarterback throw 15 yards down the field when you don't have any protection for him? And now you see the stuff that they're running for golf with McVay. And it reminds me a lot of what Kirk Cousins was getting in Washington, which is, you know, these easy to, these, these, these first look reads that aren't difficult to diagnose. And that's not that's you know look that's what you want to do. I mean that's scheming it up to help your young quarterback. But that's the precise reason you brought McVeigh in in the first place. And we, you know it, it is not. I don't think it is a coincidence that as as golf sort of blossomed early. And they're, again they're playing two totally different teams. But golf looks good week one. Kirk Cousins struggles through the preseason and then struggles real badly against the Eagles in week one. I mean to me it's not a coincidence that you know he lost to Sean Jackson, lost Sean McVeigh. And and then you know the guy on the other side, golf is starting to blossom a little bit. Uh, Thirty seconds here, Will. Anything positive the 49ers can take from that loss to the Carolina Panthers? I'm going to say no. Uh, you know, I, I looked at the game yesterday. I thought Carlos Hyde was really good early, and I think they just I think the Panthers are a top five defense, and they just they just I think the 49ers just ran up against a, a unit that was out to to really just snuff. The, the Panthers wanted to snuff out the 49ers offensively. And let Cam Newton ramp things, ramp things up without getting, without being in too much of a uh, I need a throw to win situation. So, not not really anything that positive. But defensively, they got they got a little bit of pressure on Cam. I think it'll be a little bit better than than what that game suggested. Will Brinson, the anchor of the Pick Six podcast, brought to you by CBS Sports. Check it out and read his stuff on CBSSports.com. Will, thanks. We'll talk to you soon. Yeah, guys, take it easy. Have a good one. You too, Will Brinson. One of our favorite guests. Tells like it is, man. Uh, Will Brinson. Well, Danny and Tomlinson will join us in studio next hour. Coming right back with some more NFL. Keep right here on Geo and Jones. CBS Sports Radio. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. 